guys, it's Eva, and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds. Rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So, let's just get right into this. We are discussing the final season or series, as they call it of chilling adventures of Sabrina. If you have been following my um, CAOS, <laughs> like I feel like I, if I was to pronounce it, I would just be like chaos. <laughs> but if you've been following my um, discussions about this show, then you know that the earlier seasons were a struggle for me personally <laughs> because y'all know I don't do horror I don't do anything that's like demonic, all that stuff. Just don't do. In the first couple of seasons, it was a lot going on where by the end of it, every time I would tell you guys, you would know if I made it through the next season if you got a discussion about it. So here we are. I made it through the entire series. I really want to pat my back, pat myself on the back because... (laughs) You guys don't understand, like, that stuff. Oh, go back listen to the earlier seasons because I was trying to watch them at night and that was not the smartest decision to make. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> we are discussing this final season. I feel like I've said that a hundred times, but I say that because, of course, I have to give my um, warnings. I mean, it's a new year, but got to give the same warnings because... Gotta set those expectations. And also going into this because I know like there are some episodes that dropped before this one in 2021, actually too. But I actually recorded those (laughs) in 2020. And I was kind of like doing some digging around and like trying to see the length about, because it's hard with like podcast metrics, the length about how long people listen to these episodes. And you guys know I can talk, 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 talk. And so um, I'm going to try and make these. I am really this year. It is my mission to make these discussions 30 minutes or less. So <laughs> again, it is just myself. And so I don't have anyone really to hold me accountable. But I feel like, especially when you're talking about talking about a whole season of something, and which is what I do a lot because I binge a lot of things. It's hard to try to compact all of that information that I want to talk about into 30 minutes. Hence why like Bridgerton was an hour when I did the final season of um, 13 Reasons Why. I think that was an hour. Like a lot of things that are like the final season tend to be super long. So anyway, that's one thing that I'm going to try to hold myself accountable to and try to make these um, discussions shorter but also still going to give my warnings in that (laughs) I am not like this is not a super I hate saying sophisticated but it's really not it's a very chill podcast guys and it is really just my thoughts and opinions on what it is that I've just watched so sometimes I'm coming fresh off of just watching it and other times it's been a couple of days since I've watched it I take notes on most of the things that I binge. So I do have notes for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. But 
yeah, it's just my thoughts. So I'm not going to get everything right. You're not going to agree with everything that I have to say, which is completely fine. You guys know I you guys can say whatever as long as it's constructive and it's respectful like we can talk it out um and also there was one other thing that I wanted to make sure that I noted but it has slipped my mind which is fine so we're just gonna jump right into this oh <laughs> see I remembered it my brain clearly is sometimes all over the place so there's a chance which because I know people can find this irritating I may be talking about one thing and then I'll like go off on a tangent on something else and then circle back. That is very possible. So be forewarned. Anywho, let's get into this. Chilling Virgins of Sabrina. So this was the final season again. Is You guys should drink every single time I say this is the final season. <laughs> Let me know if you end up on the floor. So there were eight episodes this season, which sounded about right. As far as comparing it to other seasons, the first season, I believe, was nine. Do not quote me on this because I was looking at this when I, while I was watching it to kind of see how consistent they were going to be. For the most part, it was about the same. We never went over nine episodes. I think last season was eight. And I want to say season two was eight. One of the seasons that was flopped where it was like nine. But anywho, there are eight <laughs> episodes this season and everything was set up in that um going into this where we left off in the last season was that there are two Sabrinas and I didn't go back my plan was to go back and listen to what I said for season three but I feel like what I was thinking while watching this is probably most likely what I said and some of my frustrations with Sabrina has always been she has a very a very me 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 selfish outlook or perspective and it's always about herself like the whole Harvey and um Nick thing but more so not really I me mean, I guess you could say Harvey in like season one but like following Nick into hell and like causing all this chaos and a lot of things that she she just does not listen to anyone and I felt like Ambrose was me in the show because he's always been feisty and a little bit shady and a little bit like Sabrina girl but in this season he was clearly over it and I wrote this down um when it happened but there was one episode where Ambrose was literally he was done <laughs> and he was just like I felt like he wanted to be like Sabrina I'm done with your shit like sit down don't touch anything don't move don't do anything because Clearly, you do not know how to function in this world without effing things up. I literally felt like it was episode five, Deuce Ex Machina, where he was just like, done. So going into this season, we know that um, Father Blackwood was in another parallel. I'm trying to pull this from my memories of season three, but essentially time went quicker for him. And so therefore the twins are like teenagers, which surprisingly we didn't really see a lot from them and we didn't hear from them. And when Prudence saw that they existed and how old they were, and I thought she was going to like rescue them, that still didn't happen. So I don't know. It was weird that we introduced these twins. We made them grow up quicker than they humanly should have and then they were just there as props it felt like 
it's not really clear there, but we know Father Blackwood is crazy. He is all about control. He is the adult. I, I, was, I would say in a way, he's kind of like the adult version of Sabrina, the adult male version of Sabrina in that it's all about him. And he's like your, your typical, he's our typical villain throughout this entire series because essentially everything that happens that's bad, not only is it caused by Sabrina, but Father Blackwood is at the center of causing all of this chaos, which ugh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super lame. But when I was talking about CAOS, because, you know, that's usually what they like hashtag it. But then I was like, you also say chaos and then Father Blackwood causing chaos, you know, if you know, you know. But anyway, so <laughs> so in this season, it was all about the Eldritch, ter Eldritch ter Terrors. Oh, my gosh. Say that a hundred times. Well, I probably wouldn't say it a hundred times. Say that like five times really fast back to back and see if you get it. But every single episode revolved around one of these terrors. We had um, the Eldritch Dark, I believe. I'm just going off the titles of the episodes, which is what I wrote in my notes. We had the Uninvited, the Weird, the Imp of the Perverse, Deuce Ex Machina, the Returned, the Endless, and then the, well, the title of eight was At the Mounds of Madness, but I'm pretty sure it was just the void. That's what it was called, right? The void <laughs> was the last one. So essentially, Ambrose told Sabrina. He was like, there are two Sabrinas. We have a Sabrina, Sabrina Morningstar who is in hell with her father. And then we have Sabrina um, Spellman who is on earth with her aunties and with Ambrose and all of her friends. And they were trying to figure out because they didn't really understand what was going on with the whole Eldritch terrorist things. Terror. Oh my gosh. Even make it more complicated by adding more T words. And so with the terrors. And so they were like trying, they thought it was just this one thing. And so essentially Sabrina, Sabrina S was like, I'm going to go get Sabrina M. Oh, I'm going I'm to do it like this. SP first. Or no, that won't make that won't make sense because she's Spellman. Never mind. I was going to try to be super creative about it, but never mind. So she's like, I'm going to go get Sabrina M, and she's going to help us like defeat this terror. And so essentially, that's what they are to believe later on in this in the season is they're essentially not only existing two Sabrinas existing, but then also like interacting with each other is essentially what caused all these terrors not knowing that I mean they had to have known that Father Blackwood would have some type of a hand in it but either way and so then they get all the way by the time you get to um the imp of perverse or no deuce ex machina yeah, Deuce Ex Machina is when um, Sabrina M, essentially they're like, we have to get rid of one of the Sabrinas. And so then they, you guys watched it. They make this whole decision. They send um, Sabrina M to one of the other, I guess we'll call them, they're not Earths, but like universes, whatever. We're going to call them universes for now. And when she walks through, it's like, okay, this is where we get the cross, not crossover really, but... There was news, which was the only news that I really saw outside of this being the last season. The only other thing that I was seeing around the show is that the 
um, two actresses who played Sabrina's aunties in um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch would be a part of this season in some way. And I saw like the little clip of it, but I was like, don't really understand what's going on. Sabrina ends up on a TV show. <laughs> so it makes sense. We actually see it in the um, season or in yeah during the season because when she first crosses over and then they show that whole scene that was like the clip that was floating around. I was like, wait a minute, that's it. That's the only thing Like that seems super short. But then we get that whole dedicated episode seven to um, where Sabrina M is and kind of how that all played played into everything because this was the endless. And so they were like in this endless loop of being on this TV show set, but things aren't really as they seem, which I thought was an interesting way to try to like incorporate and pay homage to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So I thought that was clever. I actually enjoyed that. Um, but we do end up seeing Sabrina M die when she escapes from the void because the void ends up coming there. And she has, there was a talking Salem, which I literally was like, this Salem is tragic. It looked so, I was like, I know Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Salem did not look this horrific. Like he, if I was a kid, I would be terrified. He looked horrible <laughs> anyway. And so I was like, whatever. So she escapes with him. I know we jumped all the way towards the end, but I want to get this out of the way. So she escaped with him and then she breaks through the mirror to warn Sabrina S, who's with Nick, of course. And then she ends up dying in Sabrina S arms, which was like kind of sad and kind of like, could you imagine seeing yourself and I guess it would be if you were an, an identical twin you could probably feel this type of way or have some thoughts around this or if probably not now but if you were to ever like in the future like if you ever think about it I don't know <laughs> either way like it's hard to imagine watching someone with your face like die in your hands and then because Ambrose um is a are they called morticians? Why does that, why does that not sound correct? But either way, he pretty much prepares bodies for burial. And so then you see Sabrina M laying on the table. I'm like, that's just, that just has to be super weird. So then that's when Sabrina S finally decides to take some ownership or I guess she's taken ownership. I feel like this season was the most I've seen her like own up to a lot of the mess that she caused because it kind of felt like she would own up to it but because it always always because it always worked out in her favor she kind of was like oh yeah I'm gonna mess this up but it's okay because it's all gonna work out like kind of that kind of an attitude and I feel like the consequences especially by the time we get to Sabrina um dying were so much more um real and uh negatively impacted her that I feel like she was like okay I gotta own my shit and I'm gonna she pulled the typical what you would expect our main protagonist to do like our the hero of the story which is to sacrifice themselves to save other people so we see her do this and I mean she could have done this in previous seasons but I felt like it just seemed way more poignant or um apparent in the season that she was doing this not even more so as like a selfless thing but to take uh 
accountability for all of the crappy things that she has caused on on this city or town. I always want to call them cities on this town of Greendale. So, so she goes into the void. She doesn't tell anyone. But then, of course, because she didn't tell anyone, they're like, we're going to bring her soul back and put her into Sabrina M, which I was like, oh, my gosh, you're just going to leave her body there. Not really. It didn't connect to me when they were talking about bringing her soul back, believing her body, that her body would be floating in space, which was just like insane. So that happened. And I was like, okay, maybe they're going to try to then move her soul back into her body. Like after they let the body defrost, cause it's in super cold temperatures, but no, they didn't do that. And of course, Sabrina M's father, which logically he, you guys know I struggle with saying his name on this, but you, or you guys know that, or it doesn't make sense to me his logic behind not accepting Sabrina S as his daughter because essentially they are both his daughter because one is just of a timeline like they one came back from a different timeline so essentially they are both his daughters so his whole you're not my daughter and all this other stuff does not make sense to me, whatever, but I get it. And so of course he's pissed because essentially his daughter is dead and Sabrina has hijacked her body, which the whole thing is weird when you actually, I always say this, when you actually start talking about it out loud, you're like, this, the show is insane. (laughs) So we have that whole showdown, but then that's how we find out that Sabrina has, is pretty much the void is in her body. And so we'll leave the what happens with that for a hot second because I do want to go backwards a little bit before we get to the end because after the end, we're going to wrap this up. But um, I did want to talk about some of the other characters because, you know, it is called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And so she is like our main character in this. But I think what I appreciate about the show up into the end is that we saw her friends, at least her friends, their um, character development and like they felt more like whole real people and not really just like Sabrina and her friends. And we maybe give them one or two stories, but like they felt like they had things going on and things that they were struggling with, whether it was, um, oh my gosh, Ross, And her whole thing in the first season where she was dealing with not being able to see and trying to figure out that whole power. And then her and Harvey having their relationship and then Theo's transition that happened in earlier in the season. I felt like they always gave those characters depth in real stories, which I appreciate because you guys know I don't like when we just have these flanked characters who are just there and we're not really giving them much, if anything, to do. So I did appreciate that. And Roz did have, actually everyone has stories in this, but Roz comes to find out is actually really a witch, which I was like, makes sense that you would be a witch because <laughs> look at your power, kind of. I think most regular people will call you a witch. So it was interesting that that it was what was revealed um, for her by, what's her name? Prudence. And I always forget the older I always want to call her like call her like Madame or something like that, even though that's not really her name. But 
it'll come to me. I need to find her name. But anyway, <laughs> and so she finds that out and kind of like seeing her be able to be like, what are they, the weird sisters for essentially the rest of this because Madam leaves. I'm, I don't like calling her Madam, so I feel like that's not right. <laughs> but she ends up leaving and... um and then we see everything that happens with Prudence and her sister because we know she was going crazy. And then she essentially got visited when the return came, which both of their names are slipping me at the moment. But when the other sister who died came back and essentially kind of released her from that guilt that she was feeling because she essentially repressed into herself to kind of like rep to kind of um, what's the word? repress or suppress what she was feeling. And so therefore it just kind of seemed like she was crazy, even though her real true self was on the inside. And so we saw her like get her actual thinking back. And then once Madam <laughs> She um, was able to join back with the sisters. So like we still have the three, but now it includes Ross. So that was interesting. We had Theo still had, Theo got a love interest, which I was here for with what, I mean, kind of, he had a love interest last season a little bit with Robin, but with, that kind of was towards the end. And so we got to see more of Robin this season. And they, a little bit hinted at, cause we knew Robin was a, um, Oh my gosh, why do I want to call him an elf? He's not an elf, but I can't think of it. <laughs> I know you guys are probably like, you can't think of anything. I know, I really can't. Um, but we know he has like this power and that his, um, essentially his his ex, that's what I got from that whole episode when she visited, but also his friend and part of his family, I guess you could say, was like, if he stays here, he essentially is going to lose all his power and not, now I won't say not exist, but... <laughs> <laughs> like he'll essentially just be normal I'm assuming and so um you kind of see that whole struggle between Robin and Theo and then Theo being like no you need to leave but then Robin ends up coming back and be like no I'm gonna stay so I thought that was cute to see and then we still see Harvey we didn't really get as much I don't think from Harvey this season as I feel like we've gotten in previous seasons because he is Harvey and essentially like we're so used to Sabrina being with Harvey, but then we got this whole other story with him and Ross, which I was like, you know, I'm down for, let's go. But, um, so I feel like every other season we've kind of spent a lot of time on Harvey and we did see a little bit of him in this and we got like a little, um, backstory about his father, surprisingly, but, um, I think it was okay because one of the things we run into a lot of times with these big casts of characters is that people end up usually getting time stolen away from them. So you can't really spend a lot of time on their story, but I feel like for some reason, and maybe because we've been building up kind of to this whole wrap up, it just felt like everyone's stories for this season seemed sufficient, even for Prudence. Cause her whole thing was like, she wanted to be the one to take down her father and in a way she 
played a big role in that. So it was like all of these things that I felt like we kind of, this season was a payoff for. And then we had Nick. <laughs> and I don't know. I felt like if you were to listen to, was it, was it season three where he went to hell? I think it was season three. If you were to listen to that season, you'd probably be like, Eva does not like Nick or Eva just does not like when the main female lead is just her main drive is whoever her love interest is. I honestly really don't like that because I feel like we should be more than that, especially now. I feel like there are projects that do a great job of doing that. But then there are some where I'm just like, seriously. And so, um, but we did see because of everything that happened with Nick, he ended up breaking things up with Sabrina. Completely fine. Then he went to Prudence, which was like, I mean, I guess if that's what you want to do, go ahead, whatever. But then, you know, it always takes something to kind of bring people to try to reconnect people back together. And I'm pretty sure it was happening. Like he was always there in the background whenever Sabrina and Ambrose were working on like a spell or something. He was always there. And you could tell he clearly still cares deeply for Sabrina and so it was just like okay but then you see him like you see that he cares but he's not really acting on it and so then towards the middle where essentially Sabrina it seems like is not going to live and that is when she gets that weird octopus thing in her which was the weird, and I was like, oh my gosh. So fun fact, not only can I not watch like horrors and demonic things and stuff like that, but I just, I don't like reptiles, but I don't like amphibians or anything that looks like slimy, spineless. Like I, this is from childhood when I was in class and was looking through the science book and flipped to the back and it was this weird, I can still to this day see that book in my head and it haunted me for so long during that whole school year but flipped to the back and it was this weird pink amphibian underwater thing that had like no it was so disgusting so ever since then I've been scarred so this whole episode for me was just like oh my gosh can we be done with the octopus thing <laughs> especially when we were like have it acting as people's tongues no disgusting anyway so that whole scene with um the octopus which was the weird and trying to get rid of it out of Sabrina's body and so that was kind of where it was like the wake up for Nick like oh I actually really do love her and I want to be with her and spend the rest of my life with her essentially pretty much like when when these kids are committed they just dive all the way in and don't even think about anything else it's so weird but anyway <laughs> so <laughs> so that kind of was his wake up for him and then he was just on Sabrina like you're the one I want to be. And I'm like, these kids are 16 years old. Oh my gosh. You guys already know if you've listened for a while, how I feel about that. But these kids are only 16 and he's just like, you're the only one that I want. And also like you guys are witches and what are the guys? Are they wizards? I don't know. They wouldn't be wizards. What is the guy version of a witch? I don't know. They're all witches. <laughs> so <laughs> you guys are going to live for a long time like a very long time. Are you sure you want to put all your eggs in this basket at 16? Oh my gosh, it's too long. Anyway, so when Sabrina was like giving him the rebuff and was like, 
I'm cool, slow your roll, like, I need to think about this, I don't know. I was like, thank you, thank you, Sabrina, because I feel like you just be ready to, and she did it in this season, you be ready to just hop on to the next thing, and I felt like that was a lot of this early, of the earlier episodes of this season. She literally was making a wax man <laughs> that she put a spell on to grow into a blend of Harvey and Nick, which is so weird when you actually think about it. She actually tried to do that. And then um, when she was talking about the wedding, which I thought was funny, where she had her drunken breakdown and essentially was like, everyone's in love but her. She's never going to be in love. I was like, girl, you are 16. But anyway, um, yeah, so... Of course, they do end up together. But then this leads into the ending. <laughs> because Sabrina, which this, okay. Episode eight, which was our last episode, they were like, Father Blackwood had pretty much had Sabrina and was like, I'm going to teach you all the ways to use the void and to control and all these other things. And then they finally, her friends find her. And she's like, come back at this time when he's going to do like the sacrifice so that he can essentially consume the void but of course that doesn't happen so she they were like essentially you have to drain her blood so that you drain the void out and they were going to try to push it or put it in the um pandora's box and lock everything all the terrors including the void in the box and i was like oh my gosh you know i've been watching you guys know I watch a lot of things and I do watch a lot of like superhero fantasy, like all that stuff where, you know, someone's going to die, but because it's in this world of like fantasy, superhero-y, there is a chance that they will survive. And I feel like the percentage of them surviving seems to be way, 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 way higher than them actually dying, which is why I think something like an Iron Man dying, which I... I was like, someone's dying in this. I just don't know who it is. But like <laughs> an Iron Man dying is so shocking because you're just like, but he can't die. So it's kind of what I felt like in watching this whole scene because I was like, they could kill her because it is the last season. But then it's like, it's Sabrina. Why would we kill her? <laughs> kind of a thing where you're kind of struggling with it. And so I knew Though, I was like, oh, no, they're killing her. When she starts flashing, because, like, when they start showing, like, scenes, like, flashback scenes, I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to kill her. And honestly, guys, I got a little bit emotional. It was really, really sad because it was like, this is this is really the end. I mean, based on how it ended, if they wanted to, there are ways, I think, that they could possibly, but I feel like they shouldn't bring him back. But it was just like, oh my gosh. And then Nick, even though I felt like his energy coming out of the um, void or whatever was a, a key too high. <laughs> so when he came out, it was just, it kind of like shocks you out of like the sadness that you're feeling because you know Serena is dying. But then he realized that she's dead and it's just like, oh my gosh. And so both Serena's are dead. There's no, and you're and even still knowing that she's dead, you're still waiting for them to be like, oh no, she's not. <laughs> but no, she really is. She really does die. And that essentially is like the end of Sabrina Spellman. And it's kind of weird because so much of Greendale 
revolved around Sabrina. We spent four seasons getting to know and to love and in some in some cases hate. Um, and I feel like hate is too strong of a word. Dislike <laughs> Sabrina Spellman. So to know that that was the end and in was pretty sad. But to see everything she kind of left behind and the friendships that were bonded because of her, like essentially, I was about to call moguls. Is that what they call? No. Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to try to reference it because you guys are going to laugh at me. But <laughs> they were going to, they were trying to, um, muggles. I think it's muggles. I'm thinking of Harry Potter. I don't even know why. But, um, essentially she was able to kind of bridge a gap between some mortals and the, the coven. <laughs> so <laughs> there is that. But yeah, so I know I told you guys, we're going to keep this short. It's so hard to talk about these things in 30 minutes. It really is because I feel like there's still so much that we could literally talk about. Um, but yeah, but cannot, cannot wrap this up without talking about where she ends up. So she ends up in the suite hereafter. I didn't even get to talk about Lilith, who is, is in like Lilith. I literally wrote for episode eight, she's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, she is crazy. 100%. Like, to see from where she started off this thing, which was always kind of misguided her drive to get things was just to get to be like the queen of hell, essentially. And then to see her downward spiral this season, especially after Cal. And then we didn't even get to talk about Caliban. I told you guys it's so much <laughs> to see um, how when Caliban pushed her pregnancy to essentially he was trying to kill her um, by making her explode from the baby grown so fast. But to see her have the baby, see her with the baby is like, oh, she's affectionate or whatever. And then to find out she killed her baby to protect the baby from the devil, <laughs> essentially. And <laughs> then like, her whole thing. And then to know that she essentially bought up the devil and Caliban. <laughs> she bought them up there to essentially, because she told him about what happened to Sabrina M. And so she essentially caused that whole thing that happened in front of the house. I mean, she was just spiraling this entire thing. And yeah, she's crazy. And so Sabrina ends up in the suite here after. And then she's sitting there, seems to be super serene. I think she was reading a magazine. And then Nick comes on the screen. And I'm like, at first I was thinking, is this like the Nick from the version that Sabrina M met when she was in The Endless? But I was like, no, it can't be him. Because why would he be in the suite here after? But no, it is the actual Nick who freaking killed himself to be with Sabrina. Like, you guys already know what I'm going to say. I feel like that is not a good message to send to young people who will watch this and be like, oh, if I'm 1,100% in love with this person and that person died and the only way I could be with them is for me to kill myself, I feel like... We're, we're touching very, 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 um, narrow lines with that type of 
type of messaging. But, you know, this is also why I say parents should know what their kids are watching. I mean, I feel like this type of a show, because it's not like a 13 Reasons Why where it's a lot of heavy um, content that teenagers today actually really do deal with. Where it's like, okay, your parents should watch it. I feel like if a parent now, not me as a parent, because See and seeing this, like I will watch this with my kids just based on like the genre. But um, I feel like a lot of parents just be like, oh, it's fine. It's like, it's Sabrina. But then you get to the end of it and she dies and her bo- her boyfriend killed himself to be with her. <laughs> That's how we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It feels a little weird to be like, oh, everyone got their, like essentially everyone got their happy ending, but... <laughs> It's a little weird to me. So we're just going to leave it there. But I didn't even get to talk about, we had a lot of Riverdale mentions throughout this season. I felt like we've had a Riverdale mentioned previously before in this series. But I feel like for some reason this season, it just seemed like we got Riverdale was mentioned way more than normal. So it was mentioned in the first episode um, when they were talking about sex education and condoms being available in the bathrooms at Riverdale, which I thought was so funny because if you watch Riverdale and you watch chaos, cause I want to call it chaos. <laughs> then yeah. I mean, they're both, I feel like we just see a lot of like kissing and it alludes to maybe sex for one chaos where it's like, we don't really go get that deep. Whereas Riverdale is like, everyone's having sex. So I laughed when I um, heard that one. And then in episode three, when we had Lucas Hunt, who was the new student, which I was convinced for so long that he was the weird. I was like, oh my gosh. Cause he just came in super suspicious. And I don't know, something about him that just was like, I don't trust him. But then to come to find out he had nothing to do with it. I was like, that does not speak well. If immediately, like you give off the vibe of mistrust, like literally, but essentially because of everything that happened with Sabrina, which I don't blame him, he transferred from Greendale to Riverdale. So, I mean, I feel like if they wanted to try to tie in Riverdale to chaos, (laughs) I like calling it chaos. I don't know why. (laughs) Then, Then that is a way that they can do it. Um, without like making it this big thing, but to kind of subtly throw back to the show or throw back to um, Sabrina. But hey, it is what it is. That's all I have to say. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stop talking because I told you guys we're going to, these these episodes were going to be shorter, but it's okay. We only went over a little bit. So we're going to leave it here. I want to know what you guys thought about this final season of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I am sure there are so many other things that I did not cover that you are scratching at the seams to discuss. Let me know. Um, You can let me know or hit me up on social media, but I will talk to you guys in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at Currently Busy on Instagram and at Currently Busy on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.